Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Run of the Mills podcast, and we are roaming through Romans, and we are in Romans chapter 12, and ah, we have um, made our way all the way to chapter 12, verse 4, and last time we did, oh, verse 3, where Paul says, and I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And so we talked about how Paul is pointing out a number of things. And one of those being that, you know, even his position as an apostle, it's through grace and not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. And, you know, that is just such a huge, um, huge life lesson to have uh, humility you know, and humility not being that idea of beating yourself up or down on yourself or hating yourself. That's that's not humility. Uh, humility is having an accurate view of yourself. And I think an accurate view of yourself in relationship to God, as we're talking about uh, Christian humility and pride uh, in the Christian sense of the word, meaning to be inflated or puffed up to have an, have an inflated view of yourself, not accurate. Um, but inflated. And it is such a problem for all of us. Uh, we tend to have this idea and this understanding that we are of this great and utmost importance, so much so that, I mean, really think about it, how much of our decisions are made for our own benefit and for our own good, and how much of the things that we have done in life have been about what we want. And, uh, and so all of that forgetting, like, wait, who am I? You know, who am I? But a sinner saved by grace. You know, God has, God has blessed me and it's, I'm not here for my own good. You know, we've, I, we always joke in my family when, when, uh, you know, you see somebody like you're on the freeway in traffic and somebody's driving down the breakdown lane, you know, just cruising along, passing everybody else. And uh, it's always one of those things where you think like, what in the world? That person is, do they think they're more important than everybody else? Like, well, I know you all have plans that you have to get to, and I know you're driving somewhere and you're stuck in traffic, but. I'm me. And if you knew who I was and how important I am, you would understand that I should be able to drive down this breakdown lane. And, you know, you're, you're, you're not as important as I am, you know? And of course nobody says that, but that's, I mean, really that's the thought. It's like, well, forget about all those people. You got to watch out for number one and I'm number one, that kind of thing. So anyway, with that in mind, um, keep that in mind that that's what he's talking about as we get to verse four. Um, as we've said many times, we're talking about all this stuff in context. It's important to know the context. So he says this, verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, but also, or sorry, but all the members do not have the same function. All right. So you are a body, right? Your body has lots of parts. You have fingers, you have elbows, you have nostrils, you have toenails, and all of those things serve a purpose. And, uh, yeah, they all serve a purpose. We're a body with many parts. Okay. I think, that, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but I explained it anyway. Verse 5, he says, so, or also, so also, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. And he's going to go on to talk more about that. But this is something that we see mentioned a number of times in Scripture, this this idea of uh, being the body of Christ and the body having, you know, many parts. And, you know, the thing where, where Paul says, 
you know, or should the eye think that he's, you know, worthless because he's not an ear, you know, that kind of thing. So here, here's the thing, you know, we, we as Christians are all parts of one body. And there's this kind of innate thing within us where we, because, because we're able to do what we do, because we are who we are, and we've always been kind of who we are, I mean, to a degree, um, we see things through our eyes, we have our talents and our tendencies and our experiences. And so here's the thing that I've noticed is that we tend to maybe have one of two views. One is that view of like, I can't, you know, who am I? I don't, I don't have anything. There's nothing special about me. I wish I could do what that guy does. I wish I could be like her. I wish I had her talents. I wish I looked like her. I wish I could do what he does. That kind of thing. I think that's one of those, one of the, the two things that tends to happen. The other one is that people have an inflated view of themselves where they start to think, well, I can do this. Why can't you do this? You know, I'm, I'm this and I'm that and looking down at others. Well, I'm, you know, I'm an elder in the church. What, you know, you're just an attendee. I'm a pastor. You're, I'm a missionary, you know, and, and, you know, I, I think most people, they don't think like that. They, but I think I tend, tend toward that direction. I tend to think like, well, if I think this way, or if I can do this, other people can do this. And, and it's really easy to have a boastful, arrogant, proud attitude to, or to think more highly of yourself and forget, like, the whole reason you can do any of this is because you've been gifted by God to do it. And you're part of his body, you're part of his body, and you're created with these gifts, talents, abilities to do what God has created you to do as part of his body, not as a solo one-man army. Um, and so, uh, just as we, you know, I'm probably going to talk about this again tomorrow because I think there's some really important aspects of this that we don't want to miss, and. And I may actually talk about this more than just tomorrow because there are some really important things uh, mixed in this. And, and I think one is to recognize that you have value to God and you have value to the body of Christ. And so if you're one of those people that you look at yourself and you say, well, I'm, I'm not a gifted speaker. I am not a, you know, a Bible scholar. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a good, um, I, I don't make friends really easy. You know, I'm not a gifted musician. I, you know, you look at your life and you're like, I, I'm not, there doesn't seem anything special about me. There's that old, uh, the old saying that they talk about, or an old story where they talk about taking frogs. And you take a frog and you put it in hot water and it jumps right out. But if you put the, wa the frog in warm water and then you slowly heat that water up, the frog as his body adjusts to the, the temperature will allow himself to be boiled alive. Kind of gory. Kind of, I don't know who tried that to find out if it was true, but man, poor frog. But the point being that sometimes when we sit in it long enough, we don't notice our environment. We get used to our environment. You know, you you know, we, you get used to how you live and where you live. You know, and you might not notice things about your house until you know your guest comes over and your guest child says, why do you have all these cobwebs? And you look around and you're like, oh man, I didn't even notice those cobwebs. 
because I've lived with them for so long. And I think that happens to a lot of times for people is they have lived with themselves for so long that they don't recognize some of their uniqueness. And I think there's also this natural thing where we start comparing ourselves to other people and we see that other person that can do something we can't and we can get really focused on that. We can become very focused on what other people can do and seeing what they do that looks spectacular, important, we can lose sight of our own giftedness and our own abilities that maybe we don't recognize because we live with it every day. You know, there are those people that have these amazing talents and these amazing abilities that I see, and I know they don't know. I know they don't see it. I, those people that make people comfortable just because they're easy to talk to or they're well, you know, they've got that, that like the gift of hospitality where they just make people, people feel welcome. And yet if you talk to them they they'll tell you like, oh, I can't play any instruments. And I, I'm nervous talking in front of people. And, you know, I, I, I was never a good athlete and I wasn't a good student. And I just, I'm just, I'm, you know, there's really nothing special about me, but you are looking at them or I'm looking at them going like, you are a special person. You do, you're gifted in a way that blesses me so much. And it's so easy to do that, to, to, un, to look at the body like to look at your body and to overlook parts because some parts are not as flashy as others. Some parts are, you know, some parts are parts that we don't spend a whole lot of time dwelling on until they're injured. You know, when you hurt something, everyone knows that like you get a, like I have a cut on my hand right now and, um, oh, my cat did it. I told my cat the other day and he tried to jump down because he was scared of something. He scratched my hand and, it's in a spot that it's not that big of a deal, but every time I put on hand sanitizer, I'm like, whoa, because man, it burns. Um, but most of the day, I, you know, it's a spot that you probably hit on things a hundred times a day, but because it has a cut, I notice it because it's hurt. I notice it. And that's how the body ought to work. You know, we ought to be in tune with the body of Christ that way, where I start to notice those hurting people. I should be aware of that. And uh, maybe we'll talk about that more in the future, but um, hopefully today you'll understand this. If you don't understand anything else, if you have looked at your own life and thought less of like, like that, you're not something special. Well, you know what? You shouldn't be walking around looking down on others because you're something special, but you should understand that God has gifted you and uniquely created you and uniquely prepared you to do what he needs you to do. I like to put it this way. God made you to be you so that you could do what God made you to do. Hopefully that blesses you today. God bless you. Talk to you next time.